All right, so on the podcast today, we have Coach Craig Tibby. He is the head football coach at Unity Christian High School in Hudsonville, Michigan. And oh my goodness, you're going to love this one. He does such a good job talking about his program, his offense. Uh, coach is a really likable guy, and I know you will enjoy his interview on the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Yeah, Coach, we connected via email, and uh, man, I've been watching your film, and you guys do a great job, and I would just love for you to give the uh, podcast listener a little background, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, um, I think, uh, you know, you, for me, I, I get asked this a little bit. We've, we, it's a kind of a unique situation for us at our school. We never had football at this school until the year 2003, and um, I had been coaching prior to that at an area high school, actually coaching under my high school coach, uh, Bob Blackwire over at South Grand Rapids, South Christian High School. And, and uh, I coached there for 12 years. And then when we started football here at Unity, um, I took on uh, the, the job with uh, several other staff guys. Uh, we, had, we, were, we were very blessed to have, I've got like five or six guys that teach here on our staff and, and uh, some of them have been with us since 2003. And um, so that was kind of our, our start here at Unity. We began and it was really, really difficult. Um, we were four and 32 our first four years. Um, it was tough. Uh, we, you know, I had visions of things going a lot nicer than that. I will be honest with you. Um, and, uh, but we kind of stuck with it and kids, we, we started having kids that actually played football. They, they never had a reason to play football because they knew when they would get to high school, it wasn't there anyway. So they never played youth football. Um, we started getting kids that were doing that and we started developing our own youth program. Um, that has really, really helped in uh, the last couple of years. Um, I think we've had kids that have been all the way through like third grade and they've been all the way through the youth program and it's kind of paid off to some degree, um, you know, there's, there's been some really good kids that have come through lately too, that helps, but, uh, it's kind of our background of that. And, and, um, that's where I've been for the last, uh, 19 years as a head coach here at Unity Christian. Man, coach, that's awesome. So starting a program from scratch, how do you even begin to do that? That's, that's kind of the question that comes to my mind right now, you know? Yeah. Well, um, I, I, if you would have asked me when we started, I would have told you I had it all figured out, but uh, apparently I did not. Um, it was, uh, it was tough. We had kids we had to teach everything. Like they didn't know how to put like pads in the pants, um, how to wear stuff, what a stance was. We had linebackers getting in three point stances in games, um, you oh my know, gosh. In, like, the lower levels. And, and we just, you know, we're shaking our heads, but we just realized how much we had to teach. And, um, and then when we came in, we were playing some of the top teams in our area, Lowell and East Grand Rapids, and, and those teams had been state contenders all along. And, and uh, um, so on top of being brand new, we were playing some of the best teams in, in West Michigan. And, and uh, yeah, it was tough. Um, but we, it, it still, even as tough as it was, I have some kids, so I say kids, some guys from those first couple of years that are now coaching with us. They stayed with us. So it must not have been the worst thing in the world. Uh, they still loved football enough to want to come back and, 
and are still coaching. One of them's my JV head coach, and one of them was my freshman head coach. And he just left us to move to Iowa this past fall. And uh, so it's pretty cool. Um, you know, we have guys coming back that that were part of the bad years, and and it didn't deter them from continuing with football and helping kids. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I definitely think football is obviously one of the best ways to teach young men to be resilient and all all that. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, obviously, you've, you've gone through that, and you've seen it because you guys have been really good. Uh, kind of how did you push through that, Coach? How did you push through the, the struggle at, at the beginning? <laughs> yeah, it was – we were second-guessing ourselves a lot. and uh, But, like I said, I did – I do know that, that um, our kids were coming in with more and more experience each year as they knew that it was an option. They started playing at younger ages – and that was really beneficial. Um, you cannot compete in today's world of football, high school football, just starting out. You, you just can't. There's too good. There's too many good coaches. Um, there's too many good players. And so you have to have kids that are willing to develop themselves um, along the way. And uh, I think that, you know, going through difficult stuff is okay as well. I, I mean, it makes you appreciate things. Um, you know, you start to, to learn the value of hard work and, and that not everything goes your way. Um, this past season was a, is a prime example of that. You know, we go undefeated through the whole season, played a really good team in the state finals and lost. And um, not everything goes exactly how, how we want it to. And, and it's okay. Um, we can still get better from that. And, and uh, I think this past, what day is it? Thursday, this past Tuesday night was, we finally had our end of the year party. And, one of the kids was talking to me and he says, coach, you know, all those times in the weight room, um, the weight room, the off season determines what your season will be. And it determines what you will be as a player. And I thought that was pretty good coming from a, a kid. You know, he, he recognizes through watching other people, like you can tell what kids are going to be like when you watch them up in the weight room and what they're willing to do in the off season. And um, that will pay off for them on the field. So yeah, a little bit at least. No doubt, and you you referenced your off season there, Coach. Talk a little bit about that if you don't if you don't mind. Um, for for us, I don't know how you know. Really, honestly, I don't really have anything to compare it to. Um, where I was before, they really didn't do much um, with things in the off season. It's kind of before I don't know. I guess for us, at least, a little bit of the weight lifting movement around here, but. Um, you know, we soon realized that we were behind when we started football here. And so for us, you know, we're in week seven of our off season right now. I kind of break it up into three sessions and now this one will take us right up to spring break and then kids get a couple weeks there. And then we start up another session and, and we just try to get them in. They can come in in the morning before school. They can come after school. Um, we do a little bit of what we call a team lift. We just try to get the guys at night once or twice a week um, like this week we couldn't have any because of too many things going on at school but um, we just try to get them together to and we, we go a little longer we go an hour and a half um, and and we really do some hard stuff and make them do that together and I've had a lot of kids give a positive response on that they said coach the team lifts um, those are good they're hard but they're good um, we're doing this together and you know it's kind of fun to to go through that and prepare us so um, that gives us, you know, a little bit for us. We're, uh, we're nothing great. Um, we're not a huge, we don't have big, huge kids, uh, but they will work hard. I would, I would call them blue collar type kids and, um, they're not afraid to go out and battle. 
you know, and I think that starts in the off season. Yeah, no doubt, Coach. So when we got introduced, I, I, I got introduced to you before you knew who I was. I had a, a coaching friend of mine, <laughs> Kyle McIlvaney from uh, St. Yep. Mary's Catholic Central. We were talking yep. Power T, Power T football, and he gave me your name. And okay. so, of course, I stalked you down on your school's website. And uh, <laughs> so I got to find Coach Tibby and find uh, find some film. And you sent me some tape. And, Coach, I, I got to be honest, I've been around football in the South most of my life. I've never seen anything like you and, and some other teams, well, a lot of teams in Michigan run. Talk a little bit about your offense, if you don't mind, and how you got to that and why you run it and, and those sorts of things. Sure. It's a, it's a little complicated. Um, there's been a lot of influencers. Um, you had Gus Kapolka on um, maybe last week or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, you, you had referenced that in an email. And so I, I listened to Gus a little bit and he mentioned a couple of the icons around this area with uh, Irv Siegler and, and John Chilito. And, and I played against John a lot. Um, he beat our butts bad. Uh, you know, we played him what 18 times and I think we only beat him twice. Um, they just do it really, really, really well. Um, you know, and, and, and uh, those guys uh, were kind of like the, the people that, that started the, the true power T, if you would. Um, Bob Blackwire, the guy that I coached under, he ran version of that. And that's kind of what I took with me. Um, we would often be in a wing set and um, we, we still would use that. Um, we stay in the straight T most of the time, but uh, if we meet somebody that's physically better than us, um, you know, we have to get a little bit creative and, mm -hmm. and that's where Irv and John and in Gus, um, you know, those guys, there's, there's, there's so many good guys um, in our area that, that run this and they run it so well. Um, I feel, I always feel like I have to come up with things uh, to alter it. And they don't, they just power it at you. And, and uh, we're not quite big enough to do that. So our philosophy is a little bit of, we use that as much as we can. And then when we can't, we have little twists and turns that we use uh, to try to tweak it a little bit. And, and um, that probably comes from a little bit more from my, uh, my days at South Christian a little bit too. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's, that's kind of the idea behind uh, for me, offensively um kind of the background of how i got to where i am and and um, now my coaches have have helped me create what we are now so mm -hmm. i was noticing how y'all take handoffs and i guess it's called a layered handoff yep. uh coach talk to me about that the, the why about that why is that something that that you like like to use yeah you know it's it's an interesting thing um i because I think I, I think John and Gus actually, um, they actually have their backs do it both ways, like the traditional style and the layered style. I don't. I stick to just layered. Um, I like to keep it as simple as we can. Um, the kids don't have to ever like we're never going to mess up. Had the wrong arm up. It's just mm -hmm. simply both arms are up, and we slip the football underneath or we fake it through underneath, and and they come down and. And the, the concept, hopefully, if they do it right, is to, you know, kind of give the impression that they have a football yet and um, um, if they do or don't, you know. And, and so that's kind of the basis for that. We're trying to cover the ball as good as we can and make it look like we have a football when we don't. 
Yeah, and man, I was watching on the film you sent your guards pull and move. Man, coach, that is impressive. <laughs> I mean, your backs are impressive in your quarterback, but goodness, those guys can move in space. Yes, I don't know. I can't remember what film I sent you, but if you got this past season, um, this was a special group. I, I it was I have I have called it abnormal. The my QB um, from this past year could just flat out fly. And not only was he fast, he's, he's about six, three and he's pretty strong. Um, he, he just ran like a deer and, uh, boy, was he deadly when he got out on the edge. I don't know. I'd like to, I'd, it'd be a fun stat to look at as to how many times he actually got tackled when he ran the ball. Cause he was either stepping out of bounds or scoring touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't, he scored 43 touchdowns for us rushing and throwing this year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's, the best we've ever had. So um, he was flat out good. Yeah, coach. I mean, I, I live in an area where there's deer all over the place and he runs faster than any deer I've seen, you know, <laughs> like, geez, he was flying. Um, I know it. Geez. And deer. do you guys, do you guys play at a different location? You don't play at a, at a field in your school, correct? No, no, we don't. We uh, we're blessed though. I mean, we have a, we do have a football field, but the stands are like, I don't even know. It might hold 500 people. Sure. Um, it was kind of set up as a soccer stadium and mm-hmm. that's really all we had at this school prior to football. So um, it kind of worked for that for most games, you know, but we play our JV freshman home and then we hit the road. Um, we have primarily, we use two local stadiums um, that are within 10, 15 minutes of our place. Uh, Jenison, public high school and Hudsonville public high school are both very close uh, to us. And they're, I'm telling you, coach, they're like college stadiums. They're, mm. they're so nice. Uh, you walk in there and you can't help but say, wow, it's just beautiful. So we're so blessed. Um, we, we get to go to these beautiful fields and play. It's close. Yeah. We're always on the road, but I don't care. Mm. Um, it doesn't really matter. We just go and show up and we play football and, and go. So it's just nice job to nice place to, to be able to go and, and have fun there. Yeah. You know, I was, I was looking on, on YouTube and I was noticing that I guess your school puts games on YouTube. And I think that's, that's so cool coach seeing the school pride and, and that, that being done, that's really a, a neat thing. It's, it's, it's kind of unique, even with technology taking off, off more. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what they, that I don't know what's out there. With that. You know, but, um, we, we pretty much, you know, you kind of, as a coach, you kind of stick your head in the sand and huddle and you kind of live with it, you know, and you go sure. from there. So uh, I was asking coach Kapolka this talk about your practice schedule a little bit. Cause he was giving me some nuggets that I, I will definitely steal. I'm sure I'll steal some from you as well, coach. How do you, <laughs> how do you practice? What, how do you make sure that you get everything you need to get done, but you don't overwork the guys? You know, it's, it's a little bit unique for us. Um, we don't get all of our kids in lifting sessions and, and I don't necessarily always like to run lifting in the morning. So Mondays and Wednesdays, I run lifting after school for those that might not be in a lifting class. And then those that are in a class, they go to film. Um, and then we get them out in the field and we eat every day. We have time of devotions. Um, and so that takes that's another 15, 15 to 20 minutes that we spend on that. So, you know, practice really doesn't start 
too soon after school. We have a lot of other things going on um, that we that we get through, and we don't we don't ever miss that time together. We do it grades nine through twelve. Um, we all meet for devotions every day, and and um, just part of our growth and development as as Christian men. So that's pretty important to us. But um, then for us, when we do get practicing, I only coach offense. Um, so I will coach. I say I start out coaching the the varsity in this session and we'll go through our O break and our team stuff and all that. And then we'll throw in some special teams, um, try to get a couple things in, in between. And then I switch over and I, and I coach JV and freshman offense. Mm-hmm. And uh, so our, our levels nine through 12 are being coached at some point by all coaches. Um, I have freshman coaches that help me coach varsity linemen and varsity coaches are coaching freshmen and JV players um, and we have found that um, that just it's just been a, a real big benefit everybody's getting the same terminology all our coaches are working together we hang out together we're specialized I'm not trying to do something on defense that they don't want me to do because um, they want it done a certain way and and we're taking care of our offensive stuff so um, it's worked really well for us um, personnel wise um, coaching wise you know we have coaches that don't teach in the school and so it allows them a little flexibility if they can't, let's say that they can't get out of work and can't be there until quarter after four or something. Well, it's going to work because we've got other guys that can help them out with that. And they're not dependent on just that guy being there. So it's a little bit of how we run it. Um, we definitely go longer than Gus does. Uh, you know, we go till six, um, but, you know, we don't really start on time as far as school getting out, but we have a lot of other things going and distractions and things in between. But, um, we spend a lot of time together, and, and um, but it seems to work for us. That's awesome. I, I love listening to people's practice schedule because I think that's where the that's where the the masterpiece is made. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that's it. And you guys obviously do a do a great job. So you were saying you're not involved in the defense, but what is your defensive philosophy as a head coach, and how do y'all meet <laughs> that requirement uh, with your defensive uh, scheme? I have, I have there, you know what? I think I would guess I would hope, I guess I would hope that every coach would say this, but I feel like I've got the best defensive coordinator around. Um, Jerry DeGroat is, is uh, a friend of mine for quite a few years now. And, and um, he's in charge of defense and, and, and I, he, he does his thing. Um, I don't get involved with it. We talk personnel um you know and and stuff like that but as far as what we're going to do that's up to him and um you know we've been in games before i've had coaches like coach you got to tell them they got to do this and and my comment is this is they want to win as bad as we want to win they're Mm -hmm. not doing something stupid or trying to do something bad so let them coach their kids and we'll coach ours and um that's kind of how we approach it um because we're very separate in practice like I, I rarely will see him during practice until uh, maybe a break or, um, you know, after practice or something, but cause we're so busy, we're coaching the whole time. And um, so it's, but it's been good. I, I, he does an awesome job. He is the most organized individual I've met and um, he leads really, really well. And uh, so um, I kind of leave it up to him, you know, philosophy wise, it's his philosophy. How are we going to do it? We're a bend, but don't break type thing. Um, it's hard to watch sometimes because we'll give up yards and we'll give up this and that. But in the end, 
um, the goal is don't give up that big play. And, and that's what we're hoping not to do. And that's what he's kind of coached it up as. Mm. Do you find that because of the style of offense you run and you, you chew the clock, do other teams get impatient and they try to get the big play? So maybe his philosophy would be bent but don't break because they do that? Is that something you see some of? Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll bet you that's it's got to be part of it. I mean, the past two seasons, like I said, have been abnormal for us. Um, we were not to eat up the clock. Um, this year was stupid. I mean, these kids were scoring in, in two, three, four plays. Oh, wow. And he was getting frustrated with us. He's like, he'd barely have time to look at anything. And all of a sudden, he'd hear, Coach, we're back on D. You know, and, and that will not happen this year for us. We're, we're going to be more normal. We're going to be, I hope, more of the grinded out type thing that you mentioned. And yes, um, you know, as long as they don't give up something big and we can score when we get those possessions, um, the philosophy works really well. Mm. Yeah. And I was, when I was asking that question, I was thinking, well, this year was an anomaly because watching your film, it's <laughs> like every other play is a touchdown almost, you know, goodness, you know, it's awesome. I know it so was cool. fun, but it's, it's not normal. Absolutely. And you're talking about your special teams in practice. What's your philosophy there? Are you a riverboat gambler type person, coach? You're a little more conservative. What's your what's your deal? No, I'm pretty conservative. Um, you know, we had four times now uh, we've been able to to uh, have a soccer. Actually, they've all been goalies. Have had four goalies come over and kick for us from over the years. And we had another one this year. And he told me at the end of the year, and I didn't confirm this. So I'm just going by what he said, but uh, he told me that he had 75 touchbacks this year. Oh my gosh. Um, that is crucial. If you've got a kid that can kick it in the end zone, um, you, do you know how stressful kickoffs are? Like, yeah. I hate them. They, they drive me nuts. And he just, I just knew he's almost always going to kick it in the end zone. And we just didn't worry. There were times I didn't even watch him. Um, because I, uh, the wind's with him, it's in the end zone. He was kicking him through the end zone. Um, so he's a he's a goalie in soccer, and now he's going to go kick at Ferris State, who just won the D2 National Championship. Um, he's going up there to kick for them next year. So uh, pretty exciting for him. But he was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome, Coach. Coach, as we, we land the playing, because I know you're a busy, busy man. Uh, yep. Would you please just give the young coaches out there listening or maybe somebody who's looking to get into coaching just a little, just some nuggets about what they can do to help themselves become a coach or be a better coach? Yeah. Um, I think that it's really important to learn. Um, I know that there's, I, at least for me, I'll say this, there are a lot of smart guys out there that, that are smarter than me and, 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 for me, I had so much learning to do how to handle people, how to handle your staff. And, and I'm still learning. Um, I make mistakes all the time, but I think that one of the big things for me was learning to take advice when I had screwed up and, and making amends. Um, Cause you're gonna, you're going to make mistakes and you have to own up to it and you got to be willing to apologize and, you know, I'm sorry. Hey, let's figure this out. You know, so that that was one. I think, and, and I, you know, I I agree with with Gus on this too. Is like the relationships have become so much more meaningful to me. I think it's because you get older, 
um, you start looking at things a little different. And I've, I've shared this before. I was so, I took everything so personal when I was young. Um, like this program is not doing well. And that reflects, that's who I am. That's a reflection of me. And so I'm failing and therefore I'm a failure. And, and um, uh, once I got past that a little bit, I think I could enjoy the people a whole lot more. And I was probably more enjoyable person to be around maybe. Um, but, uh, you know, not getting so caught up in the, the me part of this and then making it more about those kids and, and um, your coaches and making it work for them and their families. It's a lot of fun. Coach, thank you for all this wisdom. I really appreciate it. You're just a really good interview. And uh, maybe we can get the Coach, Coach Tibby podcast started sometime soon. You know, <laughs> no Coach Tibby want to do that. You know what I mean? No, no, I, I Gus said you got the voice for the radio. I don't. So, <laughs> well, shoot, Coach, you're, you're awesome. Thank you very, very much. Appreciate it.